0: Oh, okay yeah what number are we on then uh maybe seven or eight i'll just but, say the next episode it's the next
1: episode <laughs> yeah
0: hello and welcome to our next episode of our podcast children's relay my name is shirley my name is Julie. And we've been best friends since the fourth grade. In this podcast, we reread the books we loved as children and discuss their impact on us then and now. And we see if our opinions have changed in the ensuing years since we first read the book. Hmm. Uh, really quick, quick, quick uh, recap of who we are. My background's in public libraries, and I was a librarian for over 10 years um, and currently work in a school library, so I, I read a lot of uh, you know, YA books, children's
1: books, books, jewelry. Yeah, I am a computer science PhD student, but once upon a time I studied literature and the humanities and like linguistics and stuff, and I miss it and still read a whole bunch. So uh, I'm now we're just talking about books with my best friend. Also, I feel like we should point out that we're about six months into a pandemic and we are like just talking about how we're operating on like lower than normal brain capacity so this might not be the uh, the snappiest episode but you know you love us so it's fine
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so the book we're gonna be reading this time is the westing game so a bit of a disclaimer this was a book that you read as a child i read as a child literally have not read in a long time i reread it last spring early, uh, winter spring with some of my students for library time and then we didn't get through the whole thing during library time but I was like oh my gosh it's so good I reread it but then had not reread it for this podcast because of said pandemic so if my memory is super spotty it's because the last time I fully read this book was seven months ago
1: yeah I also read it uh, a while ago, several, a couple months ago, at least. And like, you know, a lot has happened in the world since then. So, you know, we're just going to do our best.
0: You know, you, you guys if, are our
1: sole listener. <laughs> <laughs> we might be back down to zero, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is true. Okay, so, mm. um, okay, so uh, biography. And again, because I was operating on um, fewer spoons than normal um, a lot of this is just like straight ripped from the internet. So, um, as a librarian slash educator, kids don't <laughs> plagiarize.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, Wikipedia okay. is not a primary source, but you know, it's not, but if I ever meet you in person, I'll tell you how to use it. Okay.
0: <laughs> so Ellen Raskin was born in 1928 in Wisconsin. She was an American author and illustrator and best known for the Westing game, which was published in 19... 19- 1978, she began her career as a commercial artist and illustrator for picture books. Her first book, published in 1966, was titled Nothing Ever Happens on My Block. Hashtag She (laughs) became a successful enough writer to devote herself to writing, and is best known for Figs and Phantoms, a Newberry honor book, and The Westing Game, which won the Newberry Medal in 1979. Uh, Her books are best known for their humor, wordplay, and problem solving. She passed away in 1984 at the age of six. Have you ever heard of Figs and Phantoms?
1: You know, it like vaguely rings a bell. I think I probably saw it on a list somewhere. I don't, I wouldn't swear that I ever like saw the book in person. I've certainly never read it.
0: I have no idea what it's about. And because Figs has two G's, I'm assuming it's not the fruit. (laughs) <laughs> but you know because I read a lot again I read a lot of the Newbery Medal winners but mm-hmm. I did not go through the list of Newbery honors there's just so many at that there's point. a lot like yeah. every year there's like three or four honors I think okay that book I'm like best known for like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well I guess she's known for more than me that's fine so. <laughs> <laughs> more books than Shirley <laughs> <laughs> And um, so, this is a summary. It's a really hard book to summarize, guys. Like, it's. There is so much going on in this book. So, um, it really is not like a summary, it's like a teaser. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Several families are invited to move into Sunset Towers, not far from the mansion of eccentric millionaire Samuel W. Westing, who made his fortune with Westing Paper Products Company. Not long after they move in, Samuel Westing is discovered dead in his bed. Uh, I pictured like the dead pirate on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Um, oh, nice! <laughs> yeah,
1: that's how I envision this. Yeah, image, yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, in the book, he's not a skeleton. <laughs> um, he's just dead. And uh, sixteen of the residents of Sunset Towers are declared potential heirs. After reading the will, they will find that they have to solve a mystery and the mystery is killed them, And the winner will win the entirety of Samuel Westing's fortune and company, uh, which is, uh, they said, worth about $200 million. So you figure in the 70s. That's a tone. I mean, it's a ton of money anyways, but that is right. really a ton of money.
1: Really a ton of money in the 70s. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So again, one billion characters. There are 16 <laughs> residents. There are were there 16 heirs? There's more mm. residents than heirs. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay, so the potential heirs. I would say, like, the main character is Turtle Wexler. Mm-hmm. She's a smart young girl. Uh, I imagine she's like 11, 12. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, with the talent for the stock market, she's a long braid and kicks people in the shin. Uh, Angela Wexler, Turtle's beautiful older sister, she's engaged to Denton Deer. He's a doctor. Uh, however, she's unhappy that most decisions are made for her. So she's, she's sort of like furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Does that seem like a good description?
1: Yeah. She is, she is largely uh, controlled by her socially climbing mother. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like he's really beautiful, but people don't expect anything out of her other than just stand there and be
1: pretty. Like her job is to marry a doctor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, Grace Windsor Wexler, she is Turtle and Angela's overbearing mother, an amateur decorator. She spends most of her time printing over her daughter Angela's upcoming nuptials. Jake Wexler is the husband of Grace Wexler, a podiatrist and a bookie. He declined to participate in the game because he wants to watch football. <laughs> Doug Hu, H O O, he is a high school track star and the son of Mr. and Mrs. Who? Actually, that's not accurate. Wait. Wait, wait. Is, yeah. Right, because we'll get on. We'll get there. Okay. Mr. Who is the owner of uh, Who's Restaurant on the top floor of Sunset Towers. He's generally cranky and very competitive. He once sued Sam Westing for stealing his invention of the paper diaper. Madam Who? Mr. who's second wife from China she speaks very little English and only desires to return home even being stealing she declines to participate in the game it, is she Doug's
1: mother or because she, she's the second wife uh yeah that's actually a great question she might not be Doug's mother she might not be Doug's mother because i don't think Doug speaks chinese good good catch actually yeah right. yeah you get the impression that she came over like somewhat recently yeah in the last 10
0: years or something and just was super isolated
1: yeah yeah
0: if she spoke only chinese i hmm. would get the feeling that doug would be more chinese
1: that's true yeah yeah he's okay. super like americanized yeah
0: yeah we'll uh, uh we'll talk <laughs> yeah okay uh flora Baumbach, a single dressmaker she becomes a mother figure to her per- partner turtle and is revealed that she lost her daughter years ago Sidel Pulaski, she is a receptionist who fakes an injury to get attention by walking with paint crutches. She gets very close to her partner, Angela. Chris Theodorcus. he is a wheelchair-bound boy with a nerve disorder that makes it difficult for him to speak. He is brother to Theo and an expert bird watcher. Theo Theodorcus. he is Chris's older brother. who wants to be a writer, but never went to college. He mostly takes care of Chris. Judge J.J. Ford. She's a local judge and the daughter of one of Sam Westing's servants. Sam Westing paid her schooling, and now she's determined to win the Westing game. Sandy McSuthers, the doorman of Sunset Towers. He's a drinking problem and may not be who he says he is. Bertha <laughs> Erica Crow, an older, devout cleaning woman. She spends her life devoted to religious penance, pen, penance or some previous sin. Uh, Otis Amber, the local delivery boy he brings tidbits of gossip to the apartment complex. Now when they say delivery boy, he's mm-hmm. like in his 50s. Yeah. He's not like a teen.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's just a little confusing.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Denton Deere, medical intern fiancé of Angela Wexler, he helps, get, helps Chris get the medicine he needs. So there's a couple other characters uh, who are not heirs. Barney Northrup, he is the realtor for Sunset Towers. He may not exist. <laughs> julian eastman that's like in the first paragraph that's not a spoiler
1: <laughs> yeah no you're right you're right that's, it is yeah. it is on the very first page but it's uh yeah
0: yeah also like if you're listening to this and haven't read this like this whole thing is going to be spoilers
1: oh 100 spoilers except for i <laughs> guess where we ourselves cannot remember like what happened and then you <laughs> could like yell the spoilers at us from your you know as yeah. you yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Julian Eastman is the current owner of Westing Paper Products. Ed Plum is Sam Westing's lawyer, apparently a terrible lawyer. <laughs> um, okay, so that's, like, basically the characters. There is so much plot, so, like, I really couldn't get into it, and then also I forgot to reread it. I tried last night and then had to cook
1: uh-huh. barbecue
0: pork this morning, so I didn't have time to. But I'm just gonna throw out there. The barbecue pork is delicious and was totally worth it. Let's see. Um... Let's start with our first question,
1: even though hmm. we didn't summarize this whole thing. It'll be fine. It'll come out as we talk.
0: Yeah. And again, I really hope you guys read this book before. <laughs> six months. Or
1: whatever. It's it's good. You okay. read
0: it. Yeah. Uh, what is your first memory of experience of this book?
1: So my uh, kind of association with this book is that when the library would put out like li- uh, Newberry Award winners as like a display, it was like always out there. And I'm pretty sure that's why I picked it up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I'm thinking this was generally like seems to be our sweet spot as to when we read a lot of these books like probably like fifth grade plus or minus yeah that sounds about right okay yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so definitely we read it several times since then uh, but not at all as an adult I had to go out to a used bookstore and pick up a copy mm-hmm. um, do you want to talk about your your how you were introduced to it and we can talk about sort of our childhood impressions of it
0: sure yeah I I feel like it was probably similar I might have been a little bit later like I wasn't exposed to books as much at home like my parents read but not in English but like we didn't have a lot of English books and so like you know we go to the library to sort of discover things so I I think I discovered sometimes books later than you know you might have been exposed to them I, I know I remember in junior high I don't know if you remember that I Do you remember? I think on the wall, they had a a poster of all the Newbery winners. Mm. Of the librarian's desk.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel like
0: that's when I went and I was making sure like I went through and read all the Newbery winners. Like Ah. for sure, I read it by probably seventh grade. Okay. It might have been earlier, but... Again, I was kind of exposed to books late, so like, I don't know if we ever get to it, like, I didn't read World of Doll books until, like, the fourth or fifth grade, which is, you know, it's a little bit later. They're not hard books, just yeah didn't, didn't know about them before, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and so I think this is, like, again, on my whole, like, Newberry honor Newberry winner kick, I think I probably read it just, like, the once as a kid. I remember really liking it, don't know if I really read it since. Okay. You know? But, like, I would recommend it to people at the library. People would, you know, like, if, when kids would come in and if I was uh, helping, a, like, a younger, like, an elementary school child, and they're like, oh, I like mysteries. And I'm like, how about the Westing game? They're like, what is it about? I'm like, I don't remember. I am not remember You're so honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... I, just say, like, I remember I really liked it, and then it was a mystery, and I think there's a dead person in it. Like, that's literally <laughs> all I remembered, but, like, right. it's also was getting mixed up with things, like, I don't know, like, Chinatown, and, like... Chinatown?! <laughs> but you know what I mean, like, these really film noir, like, movies and stuff, yeah, like, yeah, got yeah. really mixed in there, yeah. and so I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. <laughs>
1: No, but, there's not a lot of... over. Well, you know, okay, that's interesting. Uh, Plot-wise, there's not a lot of overlap between uh, Chinatown and... No! Uh, no. Um, and actually, totally, there is something similar there, which is really interesting, and we should talk about that. Okay, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> so my memory was, like, really bad, but I do remember saying <laughs> to kids, I'm like, I remember that I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, for me, recommending mystery books was always a challenge because I generally don't read a lot of mysteries because I have no patience. It's absolutely true. Did I tell you about my when I watched 24? No. Okay, so, like, it's a mystery and you're supposed to get through the entire 24 episodes to find out what happened to the mistake. Like, I was getting so, like, anxious (laughs) wanting to know what happened. (laughs) I literally skipped the last episode of the last
1: episode.
0: and i told my friend who i borrowed the dvd from and he was horrified he's like what
1: hilarious i like <laughs> and it i'm
0: like i have also skipped to the end of a book read what happened and then gone back and finished the book
1: yeah. yeah yeah well you know there's there's sometimes uh just like uh revealing the plot is not the only way to enjoy a book you know if you know my, what happens my
0: philosophy is that if something's really good if you have a spoiler it doesn't matter because the experience itself is also fantastic. Right. So you're going to be reading for the language. You're going to be reading for the characters. Yeah. You know, you're reading for more than just plot twist at the end. Right. You know, if you need to have like a super secret plot twist because the rest of your story sucks, like Mm. your story still sucks.
1: That's true. That's true. So
0: I, I, that's my philosophy on spoilers.
1: Okay. I feel like this is an Admiral philosophy and I, um, I absolutely like reread and rewatch things constantly. So clearly like knowing what happens next is not a deal breaker. That said, there are certain things that like, uh, if you would, had spoiled, you know, I don't know the end of game of Thrones, I would have been pretty mad at you. Um, <laughs> then I would have been like extra mad at you. Cause the ending was like a whole, we don't have to talk about that. But anyways, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways.
0: Um, well, like my brother, yeah. he's super anti spoilers. Like he, oh, really? goes, he won't watch trailers.
1: Oh, I know someone who's like that, actually. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's like, Travis give away too much stuff. And so he'll that's go to the true. movie theater and, like, he'll close his eyes or, like, ah! cover his ears. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I am all the person who's, like, digging for spoilers on the internet beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, that's com- really...
0: Good. We're completely opposite. Oh. <laughs> Can you guess his right. brother closes his eyes?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have a guess in my head. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah,
0: I feel like um, this. I don't think this is one that you specifically shared with me, but, you know, because I think it was it's like I, I feel like this is a book that sort of like teachers and librarians would recommend because it's good for you. Interesting. Do you feel like that? Like, that's why they put it out on that table all the time.
1: As opposed to like many uh, like other even Newberry Award winners. You think it's more good for you? Yeah. Interesting. Why is that?
0: I think I think there's you know there is definitely a complexity to the story. It's not so hard that a kid can't understand it, but it's definitely not super straightforward. Like you read like what's another Newbery winner? Like Sarah Plain and Tall, right? Like it's a much older book though. But still, the the that book is a much simpler book. Yeah, yeah, right? Like this book makes you think about it. There's definitely like when I talk about wordplay, there is a ton of wordplay in this. Yes, there is. So I feel like this is a book that teachers like want you to read,
1: you know Interesting. okay. okay, okay. yeah, you would definitely know more about sort of like pedagogy than than I would. Um, certainly, there's a ton of characters. There's a ton of sort of like revealed information that makes you kind of like reevaluate everything you knew about a character, which is kind of like a lot to keep track of in your head.
2: Mm-hmm. There's
1: like, you know, puzzles that you could technically solve yourself um, if you are the kind of person that plays along at home. Uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. It's, like, quite quite a complex book. Yeah, because when we were picking books to read to the students,
0: you know, there were different genres that they were like, oh, can you kind of, you know, tie it into the school curriculum, right? Or at mm-hmm. least for fifth graders. And they were doing mysteries. And I was like, oh, the Westing game. It's an older book, so a lot of kids probably aren't picking it off the shelf. Mm-hmm. You know, like, versus a more modern mystery, like, uh, <laughs> even, like, people still read a lot of um, Nancy Drew, still pretty popular, I think. You know, like, there's there's modern, updated ones. Yeah. So I think those still get read, but I feel like this one has, like, just as it picked up, it's not a series. You know, people really mm. like books in the series. And so yeah. I recommend it to the teacher. The teacher is a little bit younger than me, but was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a great book. You mm. know, like, he knew it. hmm okay how did this book affect us as kids why did you or didn't you like this book as a kid are we really gonna read a book that we didn't like
1: i feel like i didn't i don't remember i can't think of a book that as a kid i was like i hate this book i feel like there were books that like i loved and books that i like completely forgot or would never pick up <laughs> like, I also did not realize that you were kind of, like, allowed to dislike a book until I was quite old. I assumed until I was probably, like, at least post-junior high that if I didn't like a book, it was because I, like, didn't understand it. That's crazy talk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was a completely, like, erroneous assumption. That said, I was, like, you know, constantly reading way above my grade level slash knowledge of the world level. So, <laughs> oh. like, <laughs> I feel like you had a big kind of, like, rebellion. Was this in high school when you, like, declare that you did not like Ivanhoe? You were just like, that was your line in the sand. You were like, I don't like Ivanhoe. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Ivanhoe and me. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Was that high school or junior high? High
0: school. So I think in in senior year of high school, we were supposed to do book reports and there was like a recommended list that you have to read off of. And of course, I mostly read fantasy. They Hmm. did not have YA as a genre yet. Right. And so, you know, and also this is like AP English, and so they're going to want you to read like not YA fantasy. Yeah. So I was looking for whatever I could find, and Ivanhoe was on the list, and I was like, oh, I think it's about knights and stuff. That should yeah, be yeah. good. Yeah,
1: historical fiction. That's fun.
0: Yeah. Oh, dear God. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: I describe Ivanhoe as the first book I ever fell asleep reading. I don't know if I actually read the whole thing or not. I had to write, okay, the first book I read was, like, nonfiction, and the thing we had to do was, like, what's the plot? Who are the characters? What Mm -hmm. are the themes of this book? And the first book I read was nonfiction, and so I was like, I can't answer these questions, and I was like, turn page over, and then I wrote, like, an entire back page of what the book was about. The teacher gave me credit. Yeah. And then the second book was Ivanhoe, and I was like, why didn't you like this book? And basically wrote, like, four paragraphs about why I hated one of the characters. Ah, oh, nice! <laughs> because she was like, like, you know, I, I really like my strong female characters, and she was mm. the antithesis of strong female character, and I just wanted to slap her constantly. It's hilarious. Um, I think one was, like, Rachel... Okay, I feel like they are very biblical names. Yeah, sounds right. I remember getting also really cross. They spent like two pages describing like Ivanhoe's belt. <laughs> 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 yeah, sounds like, yeah. right. This is literally, it like, was twenty years ago. i <laughs> just like, <"Ugh."> ah, yeah. belt. Yeah. <laughs> <No. Yeah.
1: laughs> I'm sure you heard the rant. <laughs> back oh then. yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely. I also, I felt like even at that time, I was very, like, I was a very good child, and I feel like I would never have told a teacher that I, like, didn't like a classic book. I would have just, like, quietly, you know, not mentioned it. I was, like, quite impressed, I think, with your kind of, like, open rebellion against Ivanhoe.
0: (laughs) Well, I think the teacher even ended up agreeing with me. She's, like... I think you're right. She did, because she was, like, this writing style has not aged well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And
0: I think... A lot of the books that I were reading, like, no one else had picked. So I think she ended up taking them off the list. Ah! <laughs> they were, like, so... well, like, the first book wasn't fiction, and it was sort of designed for fiction. You know, uh-huh. Do you remember what that book was? I think it was a Carl Sagan book. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was about, like, the universe or life in the universe or something. For sure, yeah. yeah. I read the whole thing! <laughs> there you go. That's very so, can... Yeah. Anyways, uh, our rebellion, or my rebellion. I'm trying sure yeah. some other books. Like, I read, you know, I read, and what my textbook's books when you ever get there is, like, Hitchhiker's Guide, and I did not understand it at all. I read it, I think you and another friend recommended it to mm-hmm. me, like, in junior high, and I borrowed it from the library, and I'm like, I don't get it. Because I thought it was going to be, and I won't go into it too much, because I'll save it for you. <laughs> but I yeah. thought it was going to be, like, a guidebook, like the Boy Scout handbook.
1: Right, right. And it like wasn't. The, the Tough Guide to Fantasyland.
0: Yeah, before the Tough Guide to Fantasyland. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because, you know, yeah. people were all saying, like, oh, it's how you use towels. And, you know, like.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. There's just, like, a couple entries from the book. And really, it's, like, you know, a novel with a plot.
0: I was so disappointed. Mm. Mm. <laughs> As a kid who actually really enjoyed reading the Boy Scout handbook. <laughs> so I do yeah. remember, like, that one being, like, one that I, quote, unquote, didn't like. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just my expectation versus mm. what the reality was was so different.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Well, how did this book affect you? Why so, did you like it? Yeah, let's 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 wind it on back. Um so <laughs> I feel like the atmosphere of this book, the sort of just general kind of like worldview of the book, felt really different from a lot of other books that we read at that time. Yeah. Um everyone has a secret everyone is like no one is like a super admirable character
2: yeah
1: even people who are like very sympathetic and are ultimately maybe good people like do some things that are kind of bad or questionable there's also a lot of how should i say i feel like there's a lot of characters who um you find out really early on are lying or doing things that are just like not you know particularly admirable but then you spend time with them and you actually still kind of like them uh, which I feel like is also a little bit um, sophisticated for a kid's book. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm thinking of, um, I feel like I'm going to get everyone's name wrong and then, like, the internet will yell at me. Except that, like, no one listens to the podcast. Um, Sadal so Pulowski, who is the uh, the secretary who's faking an injury for attention. Um, yeah. She's kind of, like, you know, she's, she's basically lonely and no one really likes her. And she's just kind of loud and a little bit obnoxious. Um, she's gaudy she's gaudy, she's kind of tacky, you know, she's kind of, like, a little a little lower class, but, um... Really wants to be upper class? Yeah, 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 but, um, I feel like that kind of person you would just sort of, like, easily make fun of, or there would be sort of a, a, side, a side character that you don't really dig into. I mean, they're kind of all side characters, because there literally are about 20 characters in this book, but, like, I feel like you, you kind of wrote to like her, in that she's just, like, you know, she doesn't give up.
2: <laughs> she's...
1: Yeah. She doesn't, like, you know, admit to herself that she's, like, that no one, basically, no one likes her. And she should just, like, crawl in a hole and, you know, die, basically. Um, and, like, I don't know. I, I, I found that kind of uh, different as a kid. Um,
0: yeah, also, like, you don't realize, but, I mean, she actually has a lot of skill. Because she's a receptionist yeah. or secretary, she took notes during the will reading. Okay, so they, uh, so Turtle... Is dared to go into the Westing house, which is supposed to be empty. Nobody's supposed to be living there. She's dared to go in there by the livery boy, um, by Doug and Theo. And they're basically like, if you go in there, we're going to give you two bucks for every minute you stay in there. She's like, cool. I'm going to buy the Wall Street Journal with this money. <laughs> <laughs> I can subscribe to this, this stock newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Right? So she's like, I'm doing it. And then she goes in and then she finds Westing's body. So that's part of the whole plot. Um where was I
1: going with this? Oh, um the, the Seidel Puloski takes uh, shorthand notes during the reading of the will.
0: Exactly. So yeah, they find his dead body, they were like, Oh my gosh, I've been murdered. And so he's they're reading this will. And part of the game, and I think part of the frustration that is intentionally built into this game of finding who the murderer is, is that you cannot see a copy of the will that was just read. They were like, It's gonna be on record afterwards. And they were like, What? Because they wanna see if there's clues in the will Right. Del Pulaski took notes. She took mm-hmm. shorthand on it. Yeah. And so everyone all of a sudden wants to be her friend and You're right. like, Hey, I have this thing. Do you like, yeah, show me the notes. You know? And so <laughs> she suddenly has some sort of like, you know, social cachet, right? Right. She's and she it.
1: totally makes the most of it. She loves oh, it. Oh yeah,
0: she does. Yeah. yeah. And I was I actually one of my notes when I was reading this was I was like you know, does she
1: kind of have like, like, Munchausen? Munchausen? Oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Except that she doesn't go so far as to like, actually, uh, you know, hurt herself or anything. But, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: But I mean, like, it's like, you know, I mean, I think most people are kind of like Munchausen by proxy, which is like where you make someone else sick for you to gain sympathy and attention. Like mm-hmm. a lot of, like, it's like usually like parents will do it to their children, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. But like, Munchausen is less common because you can make yourself sick you know but you do it for sympathy and attention
1: yeah
0: and so she's like you know like wears crutches she won't
1: walk on the carpet because it muffles the thump of her crutches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and she's paired with um angela who is kind of like the social center of attention and she is doing Everyone her best. loves her right and she's doing her best to avoid that and she like over the course of the novel realizes that um you know, she doesn't want to marry this doctor. She doesn't want, like, this life, this, you know, perfect life that her mother has designed for her. She's um, basically trying to get out of it. Um, yeah. But she's also, like, very shy and retiring, and, like, it's hard for her to kind of make waves. Um, well,
0: she's... I, I I'm I just kind of feel like she's that... Like Angela, right? Angel. She is the perfect child who has never yeah. spoken back. Yeah. You know, and... You know the entire book, like I can just picture like if this was a movie, she's just that girl who just stands and stares out the window constantly. Mm-hmm. You know because she's unhappy but doesn't know why. I mean, there's there's a lot of like I mean every character in this book has an arc. Yeah. You know so none of them are the same from the, from the beginning.
1: Right. And a lot of them have sort of foils, right? Like uh, Seidel and Angela kind of both want what the other one has, um, but they're not really sure how to get it.
0: So I think when you were talking about like how everyone kind of is a squad person, but it's really kind of sympathetic, you know, and so in the beginning of the book, it also says that there's there's this very kind of dramatic reading. And it says like, you know, 16 people moved into the Sunset Towers. You know, one was a doctor, one was a judge, one was a blind, also one was a bookie. Mm. One was a, a burglar. One was a bomber. Yeah. And nobody, and they, and literally the book says nobody is who you think they are, mm. right? And you're like, oh my gosh, who's the who's the bomber? Who's yeah. The, who's the thief? Yeah. Right? Because you you think of these as like hardened criminals,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but spoilers, like the thief is Madame Wu, because she's stealing from people because she wants to go back to China, mm. right? And so. You would think like, oh, it's a terrible person. You're like, she's not terrible. She's just trapped. And this is how she thinks she can get out of it. And then who turns out to be the bomber? Do you remember? It's Angela. Yeah. Right. Like, again, yeah. the person who you think is the perfect
1: girl, you know, who would like literally has to explode to, to get out of her the life that she doesn't want. Yeah. I think also like just as a side note, I think we've talked before about how um, when I was a kid, I did not really realize that a book that was written in the seventies was somehow like culturally different to the time when we read it. But um, I also didn't quite understand why um, Angela getting married means that she can't go to college, but that's the assumption. Mm-hmm. She's actually, she's secretly like really smart and herself wanted to go to medical school, but she can't marry a doctor. She's going to be in school for some reason. Cause I guess the seventies. So um yeah. That's part of how she's like trapped in her her perfect life that she doesn't actually want, but her her mother wants it for her.
0: Yeah, I mean it is it was a super different era, and I mean I think even as a kid, like I don't think I ever realized that, like,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: oh, why wouldn't you want to marry a doctor? That's like my parents' dream. Like, sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, there's also um, a couple, there's two immigrant families uh, in the novel, which we should also talk about. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: I actually think that this book, for again, written from the 70s,
1: quite multicultural. Very multicultural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, as a sort of like privileged and sheltered middle class uh, white child, I didn't realize that uh, the judge being um, a black and be the daughter of a servant was like a big deal that she became a judge. I was kind of like, you know you can be whatever you want to be when you grow up. Like, like, yeah.
0: Well, but, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think that that's a lot of stuff that probably went over my head. Mm-hmm. And so one of the notes that I took was... Uh, wait, I turn it. Oh, this is an interesting note. So again, you know, talking about diversity. Um, Judge Ford is Black slash African-American. Um, and one part she thinks to herself, like she has a lot of internal like dialogue like a lot of she doesn't say a ton necessarily in the books but she has a lot of thoughts and one of the things that she has when she's standing next to theo is that he's greek his family is greek and that his skin is darker than hers Mm. Mm. you know but she is black and he would be considered white yeah right and so, you know, I mean, I thought that was actually a kind of interesting um, just statement about about color. I mean, if this is the 70s, this is not that long after the Civil Rights Movement. I mean, wasn't it like 73, 73
1: 63? Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Right? Like early 10
0: years after, you know, the end of Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. This is huge that she is a judge. Like, yeah. she she definitely... I think a lot of this book, she is defending her position, not even necessarily to the world, but even to herself.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you talk about her kind of internal monologue, she's constantly kind of like, psyching herself up or talking herself down or just being like you know don't don't yeah. worry like they don't realize like you've got this um yeah. and it's because she just had to basically fight her whole life for her position and yeah. also um so she was sort of like uh sam westing put her through school and uh he kind of like scouted her as like a smart kid that he hung out with a lot mm-hmm. and was you know constantly playing games with i think playing chess with and uh mm-hmm. she she Feels like She's indebted to him, but she also feels like she's constantly chills trying to prove to him that she's, like, intelligent. Um, yeah. Even yeah, though yeah. now he's, like, dead. so uh, that she's still worthy. Yeah, that she's worthy. So that's kind of, like, her feeling about playing the game. She's just, like, I can't let Sam Westing beat me one last time from beyond the grave.
0: Yeah, there's definitely, like, she has a lot of unresolved issues.
1: Which are, like, uh, pretty justified by her life, you know? It's not like she's just, like insecure for no reason.
0: (laughs) This is true. This is true. I mean, definitely within the context of that era, like... You totally understand
1: why she's like that, yeah.
0: She definitely had to fight harder than everyone else, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, in this group, there's... She's she's African-American. There's the Greek family, and they run a cafe on the first floor. And I think they seem like immigrants. Yeah. Like, not... You know, long-time immigrants, but like more recent immigrants. Yes. Yeah. Although I believe the kids, they 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 act very like American, so it might mm-hmm. have been like they were born here kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right.
0: Yeah, and then Doug, kind of the same thing. Like I think his parents definitely are from China,
1: mm-hmm. but like
0: they like they're pretty Americanized. My 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 shower thought was, I felt that Doug was like the grown-up version of. Uh, from
1: the Egypt game. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's true, right? actually. That's funny. I was
0: like, he could be almost the same person.
1: That's that's so interesting. I wonder, like, in the 70s, your thought, like, I'll, I'll show how, like, this Asian kid is all American. Like, I'll just make him a jock. Like... <laughs> make him a meathead. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, Doug is not super invested in winning the game. He's just like, I got a big track meet coming up. Um, which I believe he's, he's is partially uh, because he's trying to win a scholarship.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is a really good athlete, but um, my, my funny note to myself was uh, his, he's talking about track, and his dad is like, go study.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, so, uh... <laughs> yeah, so Chinese. Yeah. Uh, and I
0: was like, oh, this is my childhood. <laughs> yeah. I'd yeah, yeah. be yeah. like, Mom, I'm bored. Go read the dictionary. <laughs> And I'm not, this is not hyperbole. She has literally told me to read the dictionary before.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like, why aren't you studying? It's like, I finished my homework. It's like, study more. It's like, what? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I know, I would tell her that. I was like, I've already finished my homework. She's like, go find more homework to do.
0: <laughs> go read your textbook.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you you could speak to this more than me, obviously, but I feel like particularly like the um, the dad James, who like feels very realistic. He feels like a um, fairly assimilated immigrant, but an immigrant. Um, yeah. The way he's kind of like burnt out and cynical feels really realistic. He's like not <laughs> with his kids, uh, like <laughs> or dog, oh, I
0: like, yeah. he's an inventor, you know, like he's invented he all these things, and he's kind of felt like he hasn't been able to really live up to that, that potential, you know? Right, right. And so I think he wants his son to be more, every, this is everybody, right? You want your children to be more successful than you are.
1: Hmm. You know,
0: so he has this restaurant. This restaurant is not doing well. The cafe gets a lot of business. The restaurant does not. Like, I just pictured like this empty Yeah. restaurant on the top floor. It's, it's yeah. kind of like a nicer restaurant and nobody's having it.
1: Yeah, it's like a little too fancy for the space.
0: Yeah, you know, and so I don't. I feel like maybe the sunset towers are a little isolated, and so people don't really go there. Mm. But like, you know, the people there's not that many people in the building, so they're not going to be able to be enough business. Mm. And then like, I don't know if this is related, but you know, I mean, I also think that there is like social social status sort of put upon different ethnic cuisines. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, like, in the States, most Chinese food is quick and cheap. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, when yeah. you think of, like, Panda. Yeah. You know, yeah. or, like, other kind of local, you know, mom-and-pop places, but they're not fancy. It's kind of, you know, yeah. chow mein fried rice kind of places.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and so, like, when you think of, like, upper-class restaurants, I mean, there are very nice Chinese restaurants, of course, and I know this, too. yeah (laughs) I know but yeah Yeah. um you know depending like in that time maybe they weren't ready for that right like you know you think about
1: ethnic food Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah like we even within our lifetime have seen a huge shift in attitudes towards certain like ethnic foods like the way that some of these characters talk about Chinese food, it's clearly like completely foreign to them. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So even sort of like Americanized, like chow mein is seen as like super exotic and kind of weird. Uh, Whereas the coffee shop downstairs, you could just go downstairs, like get a coffee, get a sandwich. It's like, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Easy casual thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is like in Michigan, I think. Yeah.
1: This is, this is in just outside of Chicago.
0: Yeah, so you know, like the I, I I'm I am sure that Chicago now is definitely yes like has much more diversity. Yeah, but you know back then.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I I have no idea like the the Asian population of Chicago or whatever. Yeah, I I can't speak to that, but uh,
0: again, I I think people just weren't really exposed to you know foreign foods.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, like American food in the 70s was really like bland and terrible. So, you know.
0: I've heard lots of horror <laughs> stories about just boiling everything to death.
1: So, um, this is a, a super tangent, but I went, when I was working like several years ago, um, the office tried to have a like a 70s themed party. And Ooh. someone had the bright idea of like making like kind of 70s appropriate food. And mm-hmm. it was a, a huge mistake because nobody ate it. It's terrible. It, it was like. <laughs> cream cheese on celery like pimentos it was just like there's a reason why we don't eat that anymore (laughs) we like discovered food could actually be delicious Uh, um why
0: didn't you fondue
1: I don't know. Yeah, very popular yeah, and definitely. it's actually delicious. That's true. That's true. I think it was sort of, I, I don't think they realized that like ironic food is not that fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess, right? Like,
0: dressing ironically is okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I, and I realize it's very fun to look at old cookbooks It's like, vegetable flavored jello with like stuff in it and you know like but i don't think you actually want to make that and you certainly don't want to eat it like at an office party
0: (laughs) i was terrified the first time i had i believe it might have been called the pistachio salad
1: pistachio salad
0: no salad as in there's no meat where everything's like gelatin or a pudding uh huh. You know what? There might have been meat in there. I'm not really sure. It was cold.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I do remember you know, being you know, puzzled as a child as to like things that were called salad. That's literally just like stuff that's cold and like there's a lot of mayonnaise. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you're like chicken salad. You're like, there's no lettuce. How is it salad? <laughs> yeah. No, I get. I got super confused
0: <laughs> because, like, you know, when we were kids. The salads were green salads, and I mean, this was green, but I think it was because it was like pistachio pudding or wow. something. It was so strange. That's
1: I'm trying kind to of look this up actually because, um, I don't know what this is.
0: I was, I was, I could not eat it and I had to give it to my friend.
1: Oh, what? Oh, my, what is this? I am looking at something that is made of, guys, we're really, it's fine. No, one, it's this, we're just going to go down this road. This is made of um, whipped topping, uh, instant pistachio pudding, green food coloring, mini marshmallows, and pineapple. Oh, and chopped pistachios. No, it wasn't what that, that? So that, that's, okay. No,
0: it would. I would have eaten that.
1: Okay, okay. I mean, that's because like.
0: That's okay. kind of like a 70s parfait, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I was stranger. There was more things in there.
1: Okay, here's I, one that I, has I, cheese in it.
0: Yeah, you know, I think the problem is, is that it was like oddly savory
1: at mm-hmm. times. Anyway, let's come that on back. Food. No, come on just... back to the Westing game. Um... <laughs> but you know what? We're
0: we're we're putting the setting into this book. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the thing. I think you know you got to remember that it was a super different time. So how old do you think Angela is? I mean,
1: she's definitely out of high school. And it's like 20. She could be 20. She could be honestly anywhere from like 18 to maybe 22. Maybe because she's not at the point where um, it's not at the point where it's feeling like she's, she's getting a little older and it's time for her to get married. Like it's it's like an appropriate time for her to get married.
0: Yeah. No one ever says like she's an old maid or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing this right? exactly right. Yeah. And then like, and her fiance is a little bit older, but he's only an intern, mm-hmm. so maybe he's like 25. Yeah, sure. You know, like he's still pretty young too. He's not a full-fledged doctor. He's not a. When you're a resident, you're not an intern, right? Or are you?
1: Oh, what a good question. I don't know. I, I feel like he's sort of like
0: almost, uh, almost finished. No, I feel like he's not because every time he does something, he diagnoses it. So I feel yeah. like he's still in that
1: super, like, early phase where he's still really, really proud of being a doctor. I
0: he don't, don't know. He feels young,
1: too. Yeah, he's definitely young. He's a few years older than, than Angela. Um, but I feel yeah. like he's also considered it, like, that's the appropriate time for him to get married is when he is, like, you know, a young doctor or about to yeah. become a doctor in a little bit. Oh, mm. sounds like a horrible time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true.
0: I'm thinking about it like my mom got married in the 70s and like a lot of her friends like you know a lot of them went to college and a lot of them after they got married did not work or they worked part-time or they gave up
1: their career for 10-15 years or something you know yeah well they used to talk about going to get your MRS right so I think we forget sometimes like how much the world has changed like literally during our lifetime yeah although I think that there's
0: still that struggle I mean as a as a working parent
1: Mm. you
0: know like, it is hard to raise children and
1: yeah, work. Yeah, it's super hard. But,
0: but the fact that, like, you couldn't mm. really sucks. So, mm. I don't know. I, I did like this book. I, I thought it was an interesting book. I Again, normally I don't read mysteries. I did like this book. So okay. what did you think about rereading it?
1: How, how um, do you think you feel about it? So I think I was definitely thinking a lot more about the, the worldview of the characters and kind of, like, the tone of the book that I certainly was not, like, Thinking about it as a child, um, as a child, I was really more focused on, you know, the characters and plot and stuff. Um, mm. I was definitely, I think, when I read it as a kid, you would like, you you sympathize with you'd like uh, Turtle, right? You identify with Turtle because she's like a girl about your age who's like smart yeah. and like people uh, write her off or find her kind of like annoying um, a yeah. lot. But I feel like you. I was probably more sympathetic to more of the characters, not just like the the kids. As yeah.
0: an adult? Well, you understand. Yeah. Or... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even like I think um uh the 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 chinese dad um james who i feel like i did not particularly like sympathize with as a kid and now I just like oh man he's so tired he's running this restaurant he doesn't really want to run a restaurant you know he's like
0: <laughs> well you you know people like that yeah
1: exactly <laughs> right it's like, it's like my dad you know <laughs> it's like that's why he's so grumpy like and now you're just like oh why is he so grumpy like <laughs> yeah even honestly the um the socially climbing mom uh grace windsor wexler who is this kind of horrible snob and like lives in this very like her own view of reality which is she's very blinkered to anything that she doesn't want to accept you know she's like very dismissive of turtle because turtle is just of no value to her even though you can tell jake likes turtle better <laughs> oh yeah, yeah 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 definitely definitely yeah, well, speaking of, of foils, you have um, Turtle, like, doesn't have a good relationship with her mom, and she gets paired with a, uh, um, the, the, the dressmaker who lost a, a daughter. And they develop
0: such a cute relationship, like, almost becoming her second mom, because uh-huh. like, her own mom is so not motherly to her. You know, her, her mom has literally spent all her love on Angela. Yeah, yeah. And but not, them, like,
1: what Angela actually wants for herself, but, like, her yeah. idea of Angela. Yeah. But it's like, she's
0: busy molding her like a dress, like a dress up doll,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and Turtle clearly is like not having it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like that, you know, Turtle is super smart and like, uh, spoiler alert, grows on to become like this brilliant businesswoman and makes a ton of money. Um, But that's she not... Goes to law
0: school too, doesn't she? Or business school?
1: Yeah, yeah. She becomes a lawyer. She becomes a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is not something that, that Grace Windsor Wexler values. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I think also something that I liked a lot as a kid, and certainly kind of enjoyed as an adult also, is that there are a lot of um, friendships between adults and children. Basically, so the way that the, the Weston game works is that the 16 heirs are each given a, uh, they're paired off into, you know, eight teams yeah. of, uh, of two people. And they have to, like, play the game together. They have to submit yeah. their, like, answers together. Um, and, so they and if basically- one quits, then the other person can't continue. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is another, like, um, at the beginning, people are like, you know, this is ridiculous. Why should we do this? And it's like, well, this is literally the only way that you can, you can claim your money. So you have to play. Um, And they were mad because they were like, oh, I don't have
0: paired with this person. Like, a lot of people were like, why this guy?
1: Yeah, yeah. But you have a, so these very unlikely uh, pairs have to kind of work together. Or sometimes they kind of like slack together, which is also adorable. But uh, like, yeah. but yeah, like so, you have like turtles paired with flora. You have Angela paired with uh, with with Seidel. I feel like I never said that the name Seidel out loud as a kid, and it's like a pretty weird name, um, isn't? I uh, don't know how to say it? Chris is paired with the the young doctor, right? The um... yes. Anyway, yeah, so you have uh, these these people kind of like forced to develop relationships that they wouldn't otherwise, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's it is it is really sweet, actually. I think. Um, yeah. Is it Chris at the end? That So at the end, they have to sort of like give their solution to the game. And I think uh, uh, Chris's solution is that uh, like Sam Westing just wanted everyone to be happy, which he, so he picked the perfect, perfect partner for them.
0: Yeah, I think there was definitely like, something uh, that yeah. <laughs> threw it because yeah. the only two that didn't participate, I'm like, well, how did they know? How did he know that they wouldn't participate? Otherwise, more, otherwise four people would have been disqualified, right?
1: Yeah. Is so this like, sounds- Jake and Madam, Madam who? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, we just, yeah, like Jake doesn't care and Madam who does not really understand what's going on because she barely speaks English. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like they didn't
1: even bother telling
0: her because she didn't speak
1: English. Right. So right. She didn't really but get also, a
0: chance.
1: She's super isolated and is kind of happy to like hang out with Jake a little bit, even though they, they cannot communicate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was the, uh, this is, uh, okay. So this is one of the things that I, as a child probably did not understand as much because puns yeah but like there again there's so much wordplay in this so like when i was reading this to the kids i don't think they get it because a lot of it you have to read it doesn't make as much sense when you say it
1: uh, yeah, yeah yeah good point good point so yeah.
0: one of the there's like all these jokes and so when they have you sign up for it they have you say your name and what your position is
2: mm-hmm.
0: and most people are like dr housewife kind mm. of thing you know like they give you like a job right
1: yeah
0: Jake Wexler he could have said podiatrist but he literally wrote and I wrote this down because it's so funny standing or sitting when not lying down yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is so funny because like the kids when I read it to them I'm like they didn't
1: get it and I'm like no it's funny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's such a dad joke but he's a dad so it is a
0: dad joke and yeah. then there was the other thing when they asked Angela what her position was, she wrote none, N O N E. Mm-hmm. But because it was said out loud during the reading of the will, her fiance is like, None, N U N, N U N, you're none? <Yeah. laughs> so, like, to me, there was like a lot of, of that that I I, I must have missed as a child because it cracked me up so much like these little <laughs> like funny things mm-hmm. um, when they're reading the will in the beginning he calls all of them his nieces and nephews mm-hmm. but you know I mean it's like this super ethnically diverse group and right. Sam Westing was a white dude yeah and so you're like well how does that work? And mm-hmm. so sixteen Nieces and Nephews, and it's like, sit down, Grace windsor Wexler. And that was written into the will, because mm-hmm. he knew that she would be
1: outraged. <laughs> right, right. Because uh, she is um, insisting, and I think she turns out to be correct, actually, that she literally is related, uh, in a way, to uh, Sam Westing. Distantly
0: related, yeah. Distantly
1: related. But she's also, um, like... I think she her her maiden name is like a much more ethnic name. She's clearly like trying to make herself look like this perfect wasp, uh, you know, social climber. Oh yeah. She, she's oh not
0: yeah. A, but even her husband's not even a wasp. Her husband was he wasn't he Jewish?
1: Oh, I you know what? He could be Jewish. Um, he's I definitely. Think she said so
0: because yeah, she was like, right. oh well, he can't possibly be related because his family's Jewish.
1: Yeah, I think you might be right. I think you might be right. I think also like she's married to like technically married to a doctor and feels like she should get more social status out of it. And her, you know, podiatrist husband like does not care and just kind of to like watch football and like not think about any of that. (laughs) um, Yeah,
0: but I think, you know, um, again, kind of uh, back on reading it, you know, Sam Westing was like super obsessed with like Uncle Sam, Fourth of July. He was really proud of being an American because I think he was a, a adoptee and an immigrant.
1: Yes. He's either an immigrant or the child of an immigrant. Now I, I can't remember. This like comes out, but uh, yeah, I think you were right.
0: Yeah. And so he's like, again, he's super, super proud to be an American. And so I was like, Oh, like uncle Sam, he's their uncle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: That's why everyone's their niece and nephew. (laughs)
1: Yeah. 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 Definitely. I think as a kid, I read it at a pace that was just like, to find out what happened next. And then as you, I think probably as an adult, uh, you, you see all the little like clues. But I will say rereading it, you know, just now, and I definitely hadn't read it like post high school. Um mm-hmm. I felt like cuz there's a lot of like twists and turns and like red herrings and I felt like I was just about a step behind the book the whole time, which is actually pretty impressive. It like paces really well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm like super bad about solving puzzles like this. And so mm. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah my mind (laughs) was blown (laughs) yeah
1: yeah 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 um yeah there's a lot of as you say there's like actual wordplay and clues and kind of like crossword puzzle style reasoning um they each get uh, a pair of words uh at the beginning of the will and that's supposed to be a a clue and it turns out that it's the words to america the beautiful with two words left out and you would not know that unless you actually like work together with other teams but they're all you know suspicious of each other and so on
0: well, I mean, isn't that the whole thing of like, you know, they have to work together in order to be successful?
1: hmm
0: Because I think they don't really get very far until they start working together. Is that right?
1: That sounds right. Yeah. And part of it is just like um, uh, people being sneaky and kind of like stealing each other's clues and uh, um, and so on. hmm I don't think, I don't know if they actually cracked that. Oh, my God. Okay. This is terrible. Um, should have taken better notes. Anyways, it's fine. Uh, Read the Wikipedia. Read <laughs> that's smart actually, that's smart. Um, but yeah, you mentioned this kind of great device at the, there's, so there's the two meetings, right? They, they meet for the reading of the will and they meet to sort of like, everyone submit their solution to the Western game. And at the first one they ask all the participants like, what is their title? Uh, and then yeah. the second one, they do that again but then it turns out like someone changed all the titles and gave them sort of like more accurate titles. So you have this sort of, like, how they see themselves versus how they actually are. It's, like, a literary device. Did yeah.
0: they resubmit? I thought they resubmitted their own titles.
1: They did, and then they get changed. Um, like, for example, uh, uh, Jake Wexler's title is Bookie. And he's like, I didn't say Bookie. Like, <laughs> also, as a child, absolutely no idea what a Bookie was. <laughs> absolutely no idea. I was like, is that bad? Like... <laughs>
0: I think I missed that. I thought that they submitted their own titles.
1: Yeah, like uh, Seidel Pulaski's title is Victim and Angela's uh, title is Person.
2: Mm. They didn't
1: say that about themselves. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I also think as a kid, I think I felt like Sam Westing was like, this was actually like a super cool thing to do is to like invent this elaborate game around your own death, which like spoiler alert, he is not dead. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but just like to make people play this elaborate puzzle and like kind of always um, be one step ahead and do things like putting, you know, Grace winslow Wexler's like name in the will, in the will like anticipating her movements. And I think now as an adult, I'm just like, Oh, don't play games. We don't have time for this. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think, again, like, with, the, with the, the judge, Judge Ford, and then, like, later, like, Turtle Wexler also has a similar relationship with Sam Westing. Um, the fact that, like, someone would sort of, like, realize that you were super smart and would, like, allow you to sort of, like, prove yourself and become worthy of, you know, this, like, s- close mentor relationship. And I'm just like, ugh, the gatekeeping. Like, <laughs> 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 we don't have time for this. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I picked that as a little kid, um, as, a, as a gifted child. I think I, I was constantly thinking like, ah, people will realize I'm super smart and they will they will love me and like, you know, bring me into these special mentor relationships. Uh, you know, like, I don't know if you had this experience when you read Ender's Game and you feel like, oh yeah, I'm like Ender. I'm super smart. Like, they <laughs> don't get it, but I'm so smart. And now I'm just like, ah, oh, not the most important thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Being a gifted child really like does a number on your head. I, don't well, know. I well, don't know.
0: Thankfully, no one ever told me I was smart.
2: because oh.
1: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like equally smart as me. I just like, you know, was a very quiet child and like had a lot of patience for doing boring things. Like <laughs> and that was considered intelligence. like. <laughs> I literally don't know if anyone ever said I was smart. See, that's messed up because you're hella smart. And am I? Uh, no, no no I mean when, like you and Anna called yourselves like the dumb of the smart like that's yeah, hella not true of
2: smart. You're so <laughs>
1: smart. you just didn't get patted on the head the way I did uh, <laughs> and even like, then like we've vented about this before like no one realized that I like potentially could have been good at math I had just like gave up on math like super early in life you know like even
0: though you tested well in math
1: I test well in everything. I'm a good tester. See, that that's the thing. I'm like really good at taking tests.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the issue is that like, you know, like there are people who are like conventionally smart, right? Or just like smart. And like you are smart conventionally as well in other ways, right? But you test well, which is yeah. a very, you know, a school way of, of yes. determining intelligence. Yes. And I test like crap. Like, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> because that's not how I don't. I don't remember facts that way like if I find something very interesting like I will remember it forever mm. but like if you want me to memorize like a bunch of rando dates for history class like I can't remember that I don't like necessarily seem super smart on paper mm. but I think you know now that I'm much older i realize that like part of what I can do well is I can like you know, if we're in a group and we brainstorm, like I can build upon these ideas and pull from sort of different, you know, pockets of knowledge mm-hmm. and kind of build it together. Yeah. Um, it's like the
1: power of ADHD.
2: Yeah, right? yeah, 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 exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I had the power of like hyper-focus and like uh, mild <laughs> undiagnosed depression.
0: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. But I think that's, I mean, I, I think that's the part of the problem is that, you know, there's sort of a traditional, traditional intelligence versus, like, other forms of intelligence. Like, you know, like, I think I can problem-solve very well, mm. you know, because, yeah. again, these out-of-the-box, you know, yeah. uh, wild ideas, like, okay, well, what if we do this? And it's totally yeah. insane, but yeah. it actually yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So. also I don't know if this was, like, particular to our high school culture, but I feel like um, the more socially inept you were, the more intelligent you were considered to be. So I feel mm, like yeah. I was considered to be like this crazy genius because I like did not understand how to like talk to other people, but really I just didn't know how to talk to other people, you know. Like,
0: <laughs> I feel like people were just afraid to talk to you and then just assumed you were a lot smarter.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was like this um, kind of like Lena, Luna Love Girl kind of like kid. I was not a Hermione kid. I was a Luna Luna Love Girl kid for for sure. It was just weird and spacey and like did not understand how humans worked at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, which, yeah, like, made me consider, I was like, oh, she must be, like, crazy smart, because she's sure not good at other stuff. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, whereas I feel like there were a lot of girls in our high school who were, like, um, you know, like, reasonably pretty or, like, understood how to dress, which I didn't understand, and, like, were reasonably popular. And it was like, oh, well, they're probably not that smart. And it was like, well, that's pretty messed up. Like, <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I, I do feel like that if you knew how to human... Yeah. then you weren't as smart for some yeah. reason, even though yeah. you probably particularly weren't. if you were a girl. Yeah. You know, I wonder if that still happens though. Like think about it like with Angela, right? Yeah. People don't yeah. think that she's smart, even right. though she totally is. And spoilers, she's like a doctor at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like a pretty successful bomber. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that takes a no little one, bit of intelligence.
0: <laughs> no one's gonna expect her though. That's the thing. Right. That's true. That's true. Right. Yeah. You Don't expect the quiet ones. <laughs> right,
1: right. Well, this is why, like, my, I had like no rules put upon me as a, as a high school person, just because like uh, um that you know my my parents assumed I would never get in trouble, which was like ninety percent accurate. Like, <laughs> they were Did way we, stricter with my brother. Uh, <laughs> we didn't do anything actually, though. I know, we were so good. (laughs) Yeah. We were so good.
0: Yeah. My older brother was like, how come you can stay out late and stuff? He's like, Mm. he would be mad because we'd be out. Like, okay, so like, after (laughs) we just graduated high school, so it's the summer in between high school and college. Mm. And so like, we had this really tight group of friends and we were all hanging out because we knew that it was kind of like our last hurrah. You know, like some of us Mm -hmm. might not move back or whatever, right? Yeah. And so we're totally hanging out all the time. We go and we just like, shoot the breeze until like three in the morning our friends would drive us home or whatever yeah and Alex would be all po'd about it (laughs) yeah you're out too late mom's mad and I'm like ask mom were you mad she's like no (laughs) I just lied (laughs) yeah he's like oh mom was upset
1: and mom was like I didn't care you weren't doing anything bad I'm like yeah we just eat pizza and drink sodas yeah just like you know, talk about nonsense and um literally did not understand how to acquire alcohol. Literally, if you had asked me, like, you know, I will pay you a hundred dollars for like some form of alcohol, I'd be like, can't help you, man. Like
0: <laughs> I don't think any of us liked the taste of alcohol. <laughs> I I
1: never drank until like after college. I was such a good child. Yeah, that's a whole other issue. But uh, yeah, yeah, we were not, you know, we were not having sex. We were like not. We didn't I don't do know. drugs. We didn't
0: smoke.
1: We didn't shoplift. You know.
0: I don't think we uh, even said a lot of bad words yet.
1: No, I didn't cuss until like mid college.
0: I maybe swore a little bit, but not like now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I know. I feel like I swear too much now, actually. <laughs> oh, whatever. There's never enough ah yay
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh oh uh, hilariously dastardly
1: oh we were yeah 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 yeah. we would kind of like swear like um you know i don't know like uh, victorians like
0: <laughs> we, well we did do shakespearean swear yes words. yes yeah we were such
1: nerds oh my god but
0: in the book oh, they used the word dastardly and they were <laughs> like oh swear word <laughs> yeah i'm bringing it back to the book
1: all right. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I Look know. at that. Leading the discussion. Okay. Well, you know, like we didn't read that much, so we can't discuss it. So we have a lot of tangents today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just haven't, like, talked to each other in a long time. So we've got a lot of, like, best friend energy. That's true. Uh, okay.
0: Have yeah. uh, okay. you noticed anything different? I think we have, like, new perspectives mm-hmm. and insights. I really feel like, for, I think you're, you're kind of basically saying the same thing. There's a lot of layers to this book that you would get on a reread yeah. or being a little just having a little more experience in the world, mm-hmm. you know, will show you like, yeah, I don't know if I knew what a bookie was when I was a kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Rambling. Yes. Bookie. No. Like not <laughs> a word. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, also I think if you'd ask me um, if someone wants to place a bet on a sporting event, is that legal or illegal? I'd be like, seems fine. Like, <laughs>
0: No, yeah. I think I knew it was illegal because Pete Rose.
1: Oh, okay. Scared. Okay. I think Rose I thought that was because he was like playing himself, but whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm not hundred percent sure what Pete Rose actually did.
0: Clearly, we were we were very into sports as children. Uh-huh. Sure, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and today, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we we're we know how how the world works.
1: Uh, well, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. some things. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks. Uh, I read about so, it. There you go. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Do you like yeah. it better or worse? Does it hold up? I feel like it holds up, and I feel like um, I feel like I don't have a fundamentally different take on it. I feel like as we've been saying, I'd like probably understand more of the layers. Um, yeah. But I feel like when I you know sat down and read this a couple months ago as an adult, not having read it in over twenty years, I felt like I kind of read it in the same way. I feel like I was constantly like, oh man, like that was a big twist, or like, wow, I, like can't believe that happened. Like, wow, that, I, that, that was the puzzle. I thought this was the puzzle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel like it holds up. I'm, I'm also glad to hear that uh, you, you know, kids seem to like it when you recommend it.
0: I did. Like, you know, again, I always struggle with getting kids to actually read things that I recommend. Mm-hmm. But um, so we started it, you know, and you can only get so much reading done in four 15-minute sessions. Mm. Yeah, how far did you out. get? Oh, chapter two or three.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 Like to
0: the, maybe like the end of the when they got the clues. You know, that's a good place don't to stop. It's very far within the book, but hopefully enough to kind of give them a taste of what it's like. Yeah. And so um, after we read it, there was I know for sure there was at least one one girl. I think she was a fifth grader, and she read it, and she was like, "It's really good." And I'm like, "I know, right?" Like, hey,
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: So I was I was happy that I had at least one convert. Because it's such a hard book to describe. Like, again, I think my intro is, like, 15 minutes long or whatever, and you still don't know what the plot is. No! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because there's still so much that happens. Mm -hmm. Um... And, like, even the Wikipedia doesn't summarize the book because there's too
1: much. (laughs) You can't. It is one of those things. You could say it in one sentence or you could say it in, like, a couple pages, but you can't say it in, like, one page. No. There's no middle ground.
0: But, yeah, I think it's definitely, like, if we ever get back to having kids in school Mm -hmm. and, like, books, like, if there's a kid who's interested in mysteries, like, I would definitely want to recommend you and again, if there's a kid and I get to know them, and they're like, you know, there's just that little spark about them, right, where you think they'd appreciate the humor, mm, right? Mm. Because not everyone's going to 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 get all those layers. It's like The Simpsons, right? Simpsons has so mm. many layers of knowledge.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I didn't get half of the Simpsons jokes as a kid because I never watched The Godfather. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like, you know, you get this special kid that you can recommend, and then the girl who read it was, like, again, one of those kids. She was pretty bright, she's very engaged. Mm -hmm. You know, like, she was a good kid. Mm -hmm. Um, Good reader. Yeah. Was there a movie or other adaptation? I am not aware of one. No, I don't think there was. Apparently, there was, according to Wikipedia, there was a stage show. Oh, that's pretty good. I can see that actually. Yeah, I don't know how that would go, but it's pretty recent. Two- 2009.
1: Oh, wow. And I so feel it,
0: like, yeah, that could be an interesting cuz there's a lot
1: of people talking.
0: And you know, you don't you aren't reliant upon flashy sets or anything like that or special effects. Right. 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 So it's all about releasing information. Mhm. And apparently there was a maybe a TV show Called Get a Clue. I don't know what that. Okay, is. that sounds. I bad. could imagine that being terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Would I still recommend it? Yes. Yes. Very good. Yes. yes. Closing thoughts. Let me think if I have any closing thoughts. I don't think I have any closing thoughts. You have no thoughts? <laughs> I think I gave all my thoughts already.
0: Yeah. I mean, I probably have more thoughts if I had reread the book more recently.
1: Okay. That's <laughs> okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So should we spoil the end, people who need a reminder? Do it. Okay, so from what I can remember, and there are big gaps in my memory right now, but <laughs> essentially I think Turtle's the only one that figures out the actual mystery, mm-hmm. which is that essentially four people are the same person. Yeah. So Barney Northrup, mm-hmm. Sam Westing, Julian Eastman, and Sandy McSuthers are all the same person. And they're actually, if you notice, their last names all have a direction in them. I don't remember if that was why the reasoning was for that.
1: Yes. Um, I think it was just to sort of tie them together. And I think. Just to have the some sort of thing. Turtle picks up on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Turtle's very smart.
1: Yeah. Do they ever say who is
0: the real one?
1: I, I mean, it must be in so far as like anyone is anything for real i think sam westing is uh you know sam westing is actually sam westing it's not like there's another person impersonating sam westing you know he was uh, the uh, the son of immigrants who changed his name to have a more american like uh you know commercial name
0: but then yeah so like i think he pretends to die and then julian eastman who is himself mm-hmm. takes over the running of the company but because he wants to see how things go down, he becomes Sandy McSuthers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Barney Northrup is the realtor who gets them all in. Now, again, right. how masters of disguise is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> like, they've seen three out of four of them. And frankly, J.J. J. Ford, the judge, has seen him since she was a child. Yeah. <laughs> she does not recognize him.
1: Right, right, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think we just have to accept that that's like, a um, you know, a thing that happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should also mention, like, there's a, a closing climactic scene where um, Turtle is kind of playing down the clock. She's like kind of talking and, and playing for time because she's like so close to figuring it out and she hasn't quite cracked it. So she mm-hmm. just keeps talking and it's like, hey, you see why she's gonna be a great lawyer, but also it's like, it's very dramatic and good. So I can see that playing really well on the stage. Mm
0: -hmm, mm mm-hmm but getting an actor that's good enough to play an 11 year old
1: yeah yeah and also a lot of while she's talking um other people are kind of thinking in their heads like it's like well why is she saying that or like well um like that um judge ford is like she figures about half of it out um so she's like she's thinking like okay well like i know that that's true but like why is turtle saying that and like yeah 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 but it's a great scene
0: but Turtle, like her, a lot of what she does is, is like gathering information from everyone else.
1: Right. Because she's like just an annoying kid that can run around and bother people.
0: Well, she has a lot of free time. I think. I don't know. Well, she? Is this summer? What's going on? Like, is she going to school? Like.
1: <laughs> she never goes to school. Let's just assume it's. Oh no, we know it's summer because it's the um the the end of the game is on the Fourth of July.
0: Oh okay okay because I was like she's got a lot of free time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember having free time though. Those were the days. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. It was like yeah.
0: eight years ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so she's, she basically worked it out. and But mm. she never really exposes Julian Eastman or Sam Westing for who he is. And so, like, so no one else really ever figures out the whole puzzle. No. And so, so she solves it. Mm-hmm. He pays for her college. He like mentors her. He works like works with her while she's like going through school and I think she's like a lawyer or a something for his company and then basically is like setting her up to actually to really be the heir. Mm-hmm. Now what's interesting is what if someone else had worked it out? Could you see like Jake Wexler <laughs> <laughs>
1: mentoring in the company. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's Are actually, you know, um, when you talk about these sort of like masterminds, like people playing games, um, it's interesting like this, cause um, Sam Westing gets it right pretty much. Like he, uh, he anticipates everyone's movements very well. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like there's another type of this kind of story, which is also fun. It's like when um, those types of plans start going off the rails. Yeah. Uh, like, Because I, I think, I believe, my my take actually reading this was that um, Sam Westing wanted a true heir, which is someone who was, like, as smart as he was. And uh, if someone else had proved to be, like, smarter than Turtle, like, maybe that person could have won. Um, but I think he also uh, correctly anticipated, like, who was going to win.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, my thought was, like, okay, so everyone was paired up. And so I think he knew that Jake and Mrs. Who were not going to participate. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then again, it seems like people were paired up in these interesting pairs that you wouldn't necessarily think, because it wasn't like Angela and her fiancé, which would, right. a lot of people would put them together.
1: Right. And even her mother was
0: like, I think she be, should be with her fiancé. Right, you know? right.
1: Which would have effectively taken her out of the game. Right. Yeah. Probably because he would have totally discounted her. because he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would she would not do anything. Yeah, yeah.
0: But like, I think Seidel, one of the things was like, didn't she like support her? And was like, why don't you do that?
1: yeah yeah she's like um you know kind of encouraging her to come out of her shell and like not uh, just accept what people expect from her which um Seidel is her strength is that even though people would kind of like her to just sort of leave them alone and stop taking up their time and she's like no that's not what I want
0: yeah yeah so like (laughs) so I think Chris's um statement of everyone kind of got to be happy is true Mm -hmm. though you know like so Angela like you know epilogue um Angela goes to college, she mm-hmm. does super well, she becomes a doctor, and eventually she does end up marrying Denton, but sort of on her own terms. Yes, yeah. Right? It wasn't like, well, I'm forced to love him, because I think she did love him, but she's also like, why am I unsatisfied if I love him? Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, because well, clearly she doesn't want to just be a mother and a wife, like, she mm-hmm. also wants to have her own identity outside of those things, you know? Yeah, So that yeah. she has, like, external validation, you know? Like, yeah. You know? You know, her intelligence is not just, you know to be to be wasted.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So Mrs. Wexler ends up taking over the Chinese restaurant from Mr. Who. Mr. Who decides I think he's gonna be an, a full-time inventor or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's gonna fully be a full-time inventor. He doesn't really like the restaurant business. He's not apparently great at it. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Wexler like turns it into like a sports themed Chinese food restaurant.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is like a choice, but okay. Like, it's a choice.
0: Apparently, it's popular. And it's also yeah. called Who's on First. So,
1: right, right. right. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: It's hilarious and cheesy. Mm. Um, but like, they were paired up and they became friends through this. And mm-hmm. you could see that, like, Mrs. Wexler would have never been hanging out with, you know, uh-huh. this guy who would not have been considered her social equal before. Yeah. Right. You know? And right. then, like, Mrs. Who. Learns English Mm -hmm. and is like a lot happier afterwards. Yeah, Yeah. You know, because I think she gets closer with her son Mm -hmm. or stepson. We're not really sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what was it? Um. Oh, what's
1: the the Bertha Crow, Bertha Crow story? And uh, and I think does she uh, like end up with Otis Amber?
0: Yes. Yeah, Bertha Crowe is not who you think she is. Mm. So, like, part of this whole mystery is that Sam Westing had a daughter who died, mm-hmm.
1: right?
0: But wasn't Bertha Crowe his daughter or his wife? Oh, no,
1: or uh, I think it's it's his wife. I think it's his ex-wife. I think it's his ex-wife
0: who ran yeah. away because she she went slightly
1: insane. Right, right. She's this kind of tragic figure who never recovers from the loss of her daughter. And kind of, like, uh, psychologically adopts Angela. Um, so the, the the sort of the false reveal, um, so at the end they have to say, like, who murdered Sam Westing. And at the end, yeah. like, Bertha Crowe stands up and is like, I, it's me. And so, like, I'm going to get half the money to, like, this, you know, homeless charity and half the money to Angela. But it's wrong.
0: Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's again, the layers, yeah. layers to this. So, yeah, Otis Amber and Crow were together, and you would never think of them ending up together because Otis Amber is kind of like this old goofball. Mm-hmm. And Crow is like this incredibly pious, serious woman, but they end up like volunteering at like homeless shelters together, which is like mm-hmm. super cute. And then Flora Bombach, who's, I think, so her daughter passed away, and so kind of had, needs a surrogate daughter, and Turtle needs a mother. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, Oh, I'll help you mend your dress. I'll help mm. you braid your hair. Yeah. Like, she's just like a super sweet, caring Mm -hmm. person who everyone kind of like disregards. Right.
1: And Turtle is this very kind of like spiky um, angry child who like secretly kind of wants that kind of affection but like is certainly not going to ask for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean she's really just getting like the the scraps of attention from her parents. Right. Um, I mean even like the whole like she's wearing a dress that's too big for her because it's Angela's old dress and it's Mm -hmm. like this pink thing. Yeah. Which you're like, that doesn't seem like Charles, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Style. Theo, oh, so Chris actually is cured of his disease, which I think is actually really interesting. And so mm. that was one of the things I was thinking about. Like, what disease does he have? Is it fake or is it a
1: real one? Like, is it supposed to be based on something real? Oh, oh, you mean like, is it fake? not like he's faking, but like, did did, no, uh, no, no. did Ellen Roskin just made this up or is this a real yeah. disease? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. I have absolutely no yeah.
0: idea. Yeah. Because Denton spends his whole time, like, diagnosing things, but, like, he actually, because he's working with him, and in the beginning, he's like, oh, I hope there's not the free medical advice, you know. Right, which
1: is, like, the kind of terrible thing to say, yeah. Although, you know, I'm sure doctors, when they go to a party, like, don't ask me for Oh yeah. medical <laughs> <laughs> Totally, totally,
0: totally. Although we do yeah. it for our friends, so whatever. Uh, That's <laughs> <laughs> We're terrible
2: friends, it's fine. <laughs> we are
0: terrible friends. <laughs> So, but, but, like, he ends up actually, like, finding out, like, oh, my gosh, like, Chris actually knows a ton of stuff. Like, he's just not able to communicate something. And so they, like, try him on a treatment. And it seems like he gets fixed right away. Like, he's cured.
1: I mean, I feel like it comes out in, like, an epilogue. I don't think it's, like, an instant thing. and he, I don't think he's, um, it's 100% cure, but he's, like, um... Able to to speak a lot better. He has this very severe kind of like stutter or speech impediment, um, and so yeah. people just kind of assume that he's like you know like a, like a like a child basically uh, when or he's think you know he's like mentally deficient or something. Yeah 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 yeah. Where he's like he's a teenager and he's actually super observant, uh, partly because he's a bird watcher and is like always looking out the windows.
0: So he's, he's like, like he's
1: smart though. Yeah yeah yeah. He's like quite sheltered for obvious reasons, but he's uh, he's very he's very smart and observant. Yeah.
0: So like in the awesome. epilogue they talk about how he actually is like I think he's going to graduate school or something for Yeah, yeah. He's for... like an orthodologist or something. Yeah, and he's got like this fiance who's also an orthologist. Like Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah.
0: It's like super cute. Mm. So like yeah, it was sort of like, Oh, everyone is kinda of paired up really well. Doug. Like I feel like Doug has like the least interesting future. Like he's just like, yeah. oh, I'm an athlete. Like
1: Doug <laughs> is like kind of like uh, like Jack Jake Wexler and he was like my life is basically fine and then after the end of this thing my life is still basically fine <laughs> like yeah yeah totally <laughs> um but... i did think reading this uh as an adult i thought the fact that turtle marries theo was kind of dumb i think as a kid i liked that it was just kind of like a neat bow um mm. but as an adult it's like come on is turtle really gonna marry someone that she met them when she was 12 like no way like <laughs>
0: it seems kind of like an odd pairing I think as a yeah. kid you might appreciate it because you're like oh because she thinks they're cute right like she does right, right.
1: he has a crush on her yeah she has a crush on him yeah yeah Yeah. well she also not a crush on Doug who like that's she's true. just the crush on both of them sure 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 which is like pretty I think pretty normal there's like you know she's 12 they're like 16 that's yeah yeah like older boys like oh yeah. talk to me oh. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly exactly it's like well that was that was enough <laughs> like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, but, like, you know, the whole thing about Theo is going to be, like, a writer, and, like, she's, like, this high-powered business lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I felt like their personalities didn't really seem to match up super well.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't really buy it uh, as an adult.
0: Because I would think, as, like, a writer, like, the art, the writer stereotype is, like, you're kind of, like, sensitive <laughs> and, like, you got, like, a lot of feelings, and, yeah. like, I feel like Turtle would just crush him. Yeah, <laughs> total like, trust him. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Maybe it didn't I mean, last. Like, They're married for like five years. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe he likes it. Who knows? Like <laughs> I mean, maybe he could, you know, she she supports him in style. <laughs> well that's
0: true. I mean, like, he doesn't have to be a successful writer now. Like
1: <laughs> not everyone wants to be an alpha. This is true. This is true.
0: Yeah. So I don't okay. know. I, I I it does seem weird. But this is so this is the Wikipedia reminded me here. So Theo this is what they write. Theo attends a literary college, becoming an assistant to the reporter who writes the article about Doug's first gold medal. He later mm. becomes a novelist. His first novel does not sell well, but at the book's end, he's almost finished his second book. Mm. He marries Turtle Wexler, so they agreed not to have children, let the children inherit Chris's disease. Mm. Which I do remember. But I'm like what disease?
1: He yeah. <laughs> wants some medical details. Yeah. Well,
0: not every disease is inheritable.
1: <laughs> I guess we have to assume that it was. Uh, it seems like something they would check out.
0: Right. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like, is it like something like cerebral palsy or something like that? But, like, that's not that's something not that's heritable. curable. Yeah. Like that. You can't just take a medicine and you're better.
1: It's also not genetic. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is where, something where. Um, if you if you state definitively like this is parkinson's you're like bound by reality but if you just say like it's a neurological disorder you can say whatever you want <laughs>
0: like, exactly it's like literary device
1: yeah 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 i think literary we just have like to...
0: isis yeah exactly. <laughs> so yeah i don't know there is there is a lot to this book certainly like if you have not read this book shame on you for listening <laughs> to this and not if <laughs> read it first
1: <laughs> but as we've been saying you'll probably still enjoy it because there's a lot going on like outside of the plot
0: There's a lot going on, and there's a lot of things that we just didn't even
1: mention, because there's so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I think, you know, as an adult, um, reading it this time, I actually felt really bad for Judge Ford, because she actually never figures it out. And she's she's really playing the game. She hires a private investigator to, like, tail all the errors. She, like, Mm. puts together some of the pieces as to, like, who people, you know, they're not who they say they are. But... Uh, I mean, she goes to her grave believing that Sam Westing was dead. Like, that seems pretty messed up.
0: (laughs) That's true. They never told her.
1: They never told her. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because as as I think we've alluded to, there's a super dramatic reveal where, um, you know, Turtle's playing for time. She pieces together in her head, like, and then she, um, they see, uh, There's, I'm sure this looked great on the stage also, um, at the, like, midnight on the 4th of July, fireworks go off at the Westing mansion and, like, burns to the ground. And then uh, Turtle burst in on, uh, like, you know, this this mystery person. It was just like, hi, Sandy. Like, I won. Like, I figured it out. And she, you know, they, they don't tell the group. Um, yeah, because
0: even after she, so she meets with Sam Westing, Julian Eastman, and these <laughs> Yeah. She meets with him regular, like, every week. And they just play chess together. Mm-hmm. And, like, talk and stuff like that. I think she just tells people that she's like studying or going to the library or something. Like she never tells them what she's doing. Right.
1: She's not officially the heir to the Westing Fortune. No, they don't know that she is. Right. So clearly the, she uh, is. The world assumes that nobody won the game, so they uh nobody got the money. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but, like, the whole thing is, like, I think Julian Eastman the entire time is, like, literally grooming her for this business. Yeah, right.
1: which also, oh, yeah. I got to say that, like, faking your own death and then, like, taking over your own business as a totally different person is, like, quite a move. And I applaud Sam Westing for pulling that off. Like, that's ballsy. <laughs> that's ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, for the purpose, I guess, of just, like, screwing the people. <laughs> like, it's not like he was trying to get out of, like, debt or anything. Oh, actually, the one other thing I, wa- I did want to mention... Um, I feel like we always do this where we're like, oh, we're about done talking. And then we talk for another 45 minutes. Um, but uh, there's a, there's a really good, um, so turtle really uh, like enjoys talking with the uh, um, Sandy McSuthers, who is this kind of like, is he actually Scottish or like, he's just kind of colorful character. He can like whistle through his crooked teeth. Um, so they, they mm-hmm. have this, like kind of relationship where they enjoy like teasing each other. Um, and at one point it appears as though Sandy McSouthern has died. Um, has, like, dropped dead of a heart attack. And, it like, at that point, she's like, I don't want to play this game anymore. Like, someone I really cared about is dead. Like, this isn't funny. Um, and then she, like, realizes, like, oh, like, <laughs> 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 the game is still on. Uh, but it, I feel like that that emotionally is, like, quite well observed. It's, like, uh, where suddenly things get pretty real um, with all this kind of, like, cavalier, you know, like, you know, because, like, none of these people actually care about Sam Westing. You know, it's, like, it literally is just, like, a kind of a, a murder mystery puzzle. Um, there's there's not a lot of like emotion at play, except for maybe for Judge Ford. But, uh,
0: But you know, I mean, it's not like she thinks of him fondly, right? Like, she doesn't cry over it. They said the only person who cried mm-hmm. was Crow?
1: Yes, yeah, 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 Yes, you're right, you're right. right. Which I guess you know, is, is uh, uh, his ex-wife and also, like, they share this sort of tragic past.
0: Yeah, but you yeah. would think, like, okay, so, like, if... I had a mentor who essentially paid for my college and like supported me through my education, yeah. you know, all this stuff like that. Yeah. Like if they died, like I'd be kind of sad, you know, like.
1: But you feel like, yeah, like Judge Ford has this very kind of like conflicted relationship with him, which is I think also, like pretty uh, sophisticated for a kid's book.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, I guess we're like pretty uh, unequivocal. This is a good book. You guys should read this book. Oops. We still Which, like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: yeah. The next one, we we um we will try to promise you that we will reread like
1: closer to the recording.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, we but... planned on doing this like in April. Yeah. And yeah. it is September.
1: Listen, I had a lot of plans for April that didn't happen. So uh, <laughs> as did most of us. So I, I living did
0: crew. a lot of cooking oh, and <laughs> made a lot of ice cream.
1: Yeah, I wash a lot of dishes, cause like. Now you're cooking. Yeah, I just, it just feels like dishes all the time, and I'm just one person. But like, you know, I used to eat mm. lunch out like most, you know, most days of the week.
0: Yeah, most of my friends are like, we're so tired of dishes. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's the worst.
0: I don't uh, do dishes. Richard does them.
1: Oh, good deal. Oh. <laughs> 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 you cook.
0: Right? You cook. I do. I do the majority of the cooking, and he does yeah. the majority of the dishes. That's pretty good.
1: You have a good division of labor. Okay. okay um. Mm-hmm. What book do we want to read next? So I think we said Hero and the Crown. <gasps> we did. Oh, I love the Hero and the Crown. I do too. This is going to be like a super gushy episode. Like it is. Yeah. It's
0: going to be like more gushy than Dinah Win Jones. Oh my God.
1: Possibly so. And that it's like already I really gushy.
0: Can... can you hear it? Like. Oh. <laughs>
1: I feel like I love, like, pretty much everything Diana Jones has ever written, but I feel like I love The Hero and the Crown, like, very, very particularly. Uh, even though, like, a lot of her other books are good, too, but just, like, The Hero and the Crown is very special to me, so um, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's read that this week, and then yeah! record
2: next week. Yeah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, like, right now we have three episodes that I have to edit, so, uh, but, uh, yeah, let's ride this, let's ride this wave.
0: Well, this is the thing. So again, even though this book is super good, like, I had a really hard time forcing myself to reread it. I do, too. I don't know why. It's just like, yeah, but like, you are the crown. I'm like, oh, snaps. Like, I'm gonna go (laughs) run upstairs and read it right now. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Now that we've built it up, for all you who have not read it yet, uh, it really is really good.
1: Get out there and read it. It's like, as all of these books we're reading, they're pretty short and they're super worth your time. And it'll be in your library, so borrow it. Absolutely. Is this a this is a Newbery winner as well, right? Um,
0: Here in the Crown might be an honor. I think The Blue Sword is the winner okay or vice versa one of them won and one was an honor
1: no i think it's i think it was the blue sword that won because um i remember a sense of injustice because i love the hero in the crown like the blue blue sword is fine it's like a you know it's a good book but like here in the crown is like just way way
0: oh no here in the crown is the winner oh okay okay maybe yes yes 85 all right oh it's good, <sighs> it's good.
1: <laughs> okay yeah 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 let's 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 record it uh soon Thank
0: you, loyal listener. Mm-hmm. Singular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Single mm-hmm. listener. Maybe yeah. uh Shirley listening to her own podcast on her way to work.
1: Yeah. I, I do that yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh if you're listening to this in the future, let us know how the future is, because the present totally sucks. Right.
0: If it's like two thousand twenty one, is it better? Is it better?
1: <laughs> yeah, like let, let us know. If we should just like, I don't know, move to Mars now. Like, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Thank All you. right. Bye bye. Please subscribe. Bye. Bye.